under the ivy-covered trees, across the illuminated path. Beyond the Yard of Bone lies the sanctum of cinema, games, and geek culture. And if one rules naturally, with truth and without fear, they may enter the Order of the Midnight Ruler. The die is cast. Welcome, fellow travelers, to the Gaia Sanctorum. This is the Order of the Midnight Roller podcast. We are your guides. I'm Jameson. I'm Scully. And today we'll be discussing our thoughts on the two upcoming D&D campaign settings. So, yeah, it looks like uh, we have a couple coming out. Uh, one of the big ones, it looks like uh, Matt Mercer is releasing another book, uh, this time with the Villages of the Coast. Yes, um, they released the Taldori book with uh, Green Ronin yeah. publishing, and it was very well received. Yeah, it was. And so, um, what are your thoughts about... So what Taldori? about um, Wild Mount coming out as an official Dungeons and Dragons campaign setting? I mean, honestly, I already used the other the other book. I already used Taldori, and honestly, I didn't know it was done by another company. I thought it was the way it looked to me. I thought it was actually Wizards of the Coast. So I was like, oh, cool. So Taldori is now like canon, but then finding out that they're not, they're made by a different company, so it's not really canon. Now that this is going to be canon, mm-hmm. yeah, that's pretty awesome to me. Well, I know there was kind of a backlash um, when it was announced. It was because announced because other people want other things, and and I understand that it's one of those things that, like, okay, yeah, we're fans of it, but um, the excuse I hear a lot of times is it's not what I wanted. Um, now, but it's not their decision. Well, it's not their decision, but one of the things that nobody I've heard talk about is the political side of it and that is that they lost a lot of money with um green ronin publishing the taldori um module not it's not really not really a module it would it's, be more it, campaign setting it's a campaign setting. um so well to that's me a, that's a mistake on wizards of the coast well part. it is and i think it is a very very good move for them to actually publish this because you're now bringing in um, all the revenue from the critters and we are ravenous they are ravenous yeah, well, um we are and pretty, we are pretty we literally funded an entire cartoon show in a, in a week's time that we did and i think <laughs> that was actually brilliant on wizards of the, coast, of the coast part um now i could go on to my thoughts about the company as a whole but that's not what we're talking but that's about not what we're talking about today um I actually think it was brilliant, and I do applaud them for actually um, taking the time, working with Matt Mercer, and bringing yeah, out and the this. whole like this is not what I wanted thing. It, it's not an end all be all. Just because they're releasing this title doesn't mean they're gonna not release other things. I feel like people are like, oh, they they're releasing this this book, and like it's the 
last thing they're ever going to do. No, but I do also understand because even though I'm excited, I've pre-ordered the book. Right. Um, actually, it comes out later this month. It comes out later this month. Yeah. Know what? I know there will be copies at places like Just for Fun or something. Oh, yeah. Or uh, Barnes & Noble. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go into a brick and mortar and pick, a, uh, pick up a copy. Yeah, I've already pre-ordered the book. Yeah. Um, I actually thought it came out in May. <laughs> <laughs> you know why did i think it came out in may too that's that's about i literally i, it came out. I, I literally looked later. today because i was doing research I for it was this may too because they were releasing that and all these stuff for the show no huh. um i was doing research on this because i was looking up a couple of the things that people do want mm-hmm. um or what um players say they want right and i was like oh crap that comes out in like a week and a half uh-huh maybe two weeks it comes uh... out the 17th of of may or march excuse that's me that's soon yeah um it's a week and a half so one of the big things with that is i keep on hearing like all these different campaign settings thrown around right. and i've only been playing for maybe three years now so i wasn't quite familiar but like a couple of them i do understand why people do want them reprinted oh uh, yeah mm-hmm. um, one of the big ones is um dark sun mm-hmm. which is a post-apocalyptic desert world yeah which is my jam that is I, your you, bread and butter you know anything post-apocalyptic wasteland utopia is i want it all give it to me yeah and i mean i read just kind of a quick blurb about it and i mean that would definitely be an interesting setting uh, definitely um, have some different classes available, uh, yeah. which I know is one of the big things. One of the big things with uh, one of the big arguments, I guess I should say, with the um, Wild Mount um, campaign setting is people don't want the overpowered things that came out with um, Taldori and yeah, uh, Vox Machina. That. Yeah. that was the big thing. Although I will say that I wish we would have had the Dudamancy. I was just going to say with Dudamancy. our I first mean, campaign because that would have worked with Daquin, which yes, was my I am um, not, drow character. I am not a magic user by any. I've, I think I've done a, a wizard once and he was a butt wizard. And it was more of a joke than it was even anything else. Yes. As where I am a spellcaster and... He was a butt wizard and cast butt magic. And um, that was the only time I've really ever done magic. I mean, I have an NPC Please tell me you didn't throw fireball from your ass. No, lightning bolt. And it was called the thunder from down under. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) He he was a charlatan that everybody thought didn't know had magic until we started fighting. And then I did fire... Then I did lightning bolt from my ass, and they were like, wow, he really does know magic. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Dudamancy really interests me because it's that like weird physics and like kind of sciencey magic. Well, but as I said, that would have been perfect oh. with my one character oh, because yeah, for, with he was a time traveler. And time traveler. Spoilers, he actually was a god trapped mm-hmm. in mortal form. So that would have been perfect for him yeah um the other big one that i hear keeps thrown around is Spelljammer, and that one i had to look up because i had never heard of that but it is a fantastic outer space setting mm-hmm. so it's oh, more yeah, fantasy versus mm-hmm. um scientific which course me being a fan of lovecraft oh, would have yeah. been like oh my god uh, yeah so space 
Space. Space. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> it's okay. Um, however, I, I, I hit... I don't know. That one I'm not as um, there's so excited many, about. Honestly, if you go out there, there's so many space-related... There is. There's uh, a lot like of settings, TGRG RPGs. Like, out there. I know of, like, three. I know two people that are uh, doing one. Um, I, I've auditioned for one. Yeah. Like, there's, there's the a million, a zillion of them. Another one that was thrown out, um, I keep on hearing Greyhawk, which that one just sounds really weird to me. And just the quick bit of research I've done, because as I said, I haven't played this one. Mm-hmm. It's a multi-layered dungeon. Huh. And I mean, a good dungeon crawl, though, you know? I haven't done a good dungeon crawl in a while. I haven't done a good dungeon crawl in a while. Just like straight up, go into a dungeon, uh, mess up some, some freaking monsters, and loot the place. Well, speaking of dungeons, one of the big things that a lot of people um, really want is an expansion of the Ravenloft setting. I was going to say Ravenloft is a big And one. I'm obviously a huge fan of gothic horror. I love Ravenloft. I have been working on... I think uh, there's like a Dark Souls one they wanted too or something like that. Well, I've been working on the Curse of Strahd campaign right. for a while now. Um, but that gets to one of the things that bothers me about campaign settings or at least modules Mm. is i have done more work for my curse of strahd campaign Mm. than i did when i created my vampire world yeah it's i mean learning all the characters i mean when you create a world yes you do a lot of that research but to me it's more organic when i create it right but when you actually have the modules and you have the the camping guides the guides and you have all these players and these npcs that you have to go talk to to me it's just like creating a you know weird web of how everything's interconnected right not that I don't do that, and I know you being oh, a DM yeah. as well, you do that as well, but... It's, I mean, you have to. I mean, that's my favorite part of creating a world, mm-hmm. is the character building. Yeah. Is, is creating NPCs, like in-depth NPCs. Sometimes, and don't let anybody know this, I mean, they're probably going to know anyway by listening to this. Sometimes I just create NPCs right off the top of my you head. You have to. In the whim. Uh, and then sometimes your NPCs play a lot more role than you actually want them to yeah they become beloved and people love them and like that one barkeep that they keep going to that is or you have a character who's constantly texting the npc yes yes so backstory behind that i created a um, Nosferatu character who ran or who was part of the Grand mm-hmm. Library and one of my characters just like fell in love with the character yep. and so they became BFFs and they were like constantly texting and I'm like this is really annoying <laughs> 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 behind the scenes of course yeah um, but I can understand that like getting getting the can it's kind of daunting and overwhelming the amount of information that are in the books that's why it's like if I'm gonna use like you know, I used Haldori for my one campaign. I read through the whole thing. I'm not using everything that's in the book. No. I'm just using the small little bits that I think I need. 
uh, classes if they're in there or races that are in there maybe or something of that nature. The one thing I do like about campaign setting books is they give you the the mythology they give you you know mm-hmm. kind of a history right. um the one company i can think of that really does this a little too much in my opinion is definitely white wolf Oof. yeah um, um <laughs> ha- like half the super book in-depth. half super the in-depth. um player's guide was like kind of the history of the camarilla mm-hmm. um but the one thing i do like about wild mount is it's going to have four starting adventures yes i think those are really good you can either play them as one shots or you know if you're just getting something started if you're busy like us Mm -hmm. you know uh we have 40 plus hour work weeks sometimes we want to play DD, but we don't want to play the campaigns that we're doing we want to do a one shot but we don't have the time to like throw one together it's nice to have a something that's already made for us yeah that we're used to that we were familiar with that everybody in your group is kind of familiar with because they're casual watchers or casual fans of that particular uh setting so i think that's going to be great in the wild mount uh campaign setting so that it's coming with those so that if let's say you wanted to make a full-on campaign you can just go, well, let's do this first. And if you guys mm-hmm. like it, then we can th- talk about maybe doing a full-blown campaign. The one thing I really like about the next two modules, well, not modules, two campaign, campaign settings. settings. Yeah. I don't know why I keep on calling them modules. <laughs> it's okay. Well, actually, I know why, because I've been looking at modules on um, DM DM's Guild. Yeah, which is amazing. If you, um, guys, if you haven't been over there... Well, that, that also goes back to kind of one of the things like people are, people want different things. DM's Guild is an amazing resource. Um, as I amazing. said, I love gothic horror. I found about five different one shot, like four to eight hours. Yeah. Um, so one to two or one to four, depending how long you guys play. Right. Um, modules that were very interesting and definitely along that gothic horror that I love. I know they also have oh, yeah. more of the post-apocalyptic. They I have the high fantasy. I know personally uh, some folks that that write for DM's Guild. And some of their stuff is just... It's absolutely brilliant. And it's... <sighs> Wizards of the Coast has their has their work cut out for them because these guys are are nipping at the back of their heels going, hey guys, there's this resource out here that are charging a couple bucks or pay as you want, basically. Yeah. Pay as you want and get more information than having to wait X amount of years, having to wait X amount of months to get something when you can just go to DM's Guild and be like, oh, this is what I like. This is what I want. And bam, you just found 14 things on there for five bucks. And also, one of the things I also like is they have some of the older settings. They have some of the older settings. Which, um, for someone who has, like myself, who hasn't been playing that long, Mm -hmm. it's nice to pick those up. Or if you're able to, like, I know one of my local game stores has one of the, uh, got a whole bunch of these dragon magazines. That That was awesome. Um, I picked up a couple uh, just for the information. Yes, they're not, you know, 5E ready, but... There. Well, that's the thing. Here's you can you can literally take anything from any era of D and D, 
and, and you can put it, put it in five E if you wanted to. There, I know people that are still playing Pathfinder. There's Pathfinder I think, two now or whatever. So like or whatever Pathfinder's up to. So it doesn't really even matter. Yeah. You can take whatever inspirations from whatever era of this thing that we do and put it into five E if that's what you're most comfortable with. Yeah. Um, but also coming out for Wizards of the Coast is the Mythic Odysseys of Theros. Now, this is their second installment of their Magic the Gathering crossovers. I am kind of excited about this because I, I kind of like those mythical creatures like Greek gods and all that stuff. Now, this is what I personally wanted. Mm-hmm. We have talked numerous times and I kept on saying, why doesn't Wizards of the Coast get away from the high fantasy mm. they have these worlds already created with magic they mm. don't need to you know be called the same thing but you can tweak names and everything yeah. and bring out these full campaign settings based on these different worlds mm. and i love greek mythology as do i um i love the original theros set mm-hmm. and i love the fact that they're going more in depth with the history, the world, the gods. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, you know, know me, that's what I always say. I love a good backstory. Yes. Give it to me. Give me the in-depth. And, uh, man, it's, I think that it's, it's that's coming out too pretty soon, right? Well, that comes out June 2nd so that's of right, 2020. That's not bad. That I mean, it's already, what, the beginning of March. We yeah. literally just got out of February. Uh, Matt's is coming out here within the next week and a half. And then, that, I mean, June will be here before we yeah. know it. It's well, that even... was the thing that kind of confused me when I'm like, well, there's one's coming out in May. The other one's coming out in June. It makes more sense that it comes it's out March this month. June. Yeah, it's March and June, yeah. So, I mean, that was error on my part, which I'm glad I realized it because I'd be thinking, oh, crap, I, you know, was sleep shopping again on Amazon. Oh, God. Hey, you know what? That worked out real good the first time. It, it did work out good the second, the first time, but I don't want to relive it. Yeah. I mean, or, I think I've done that before and ordered seven pairs of sunglasses. Yeah, no. I mean, but I mean, I'm a huge fan of Theros. I loved the demo- devotion mechanic. And I think there's going to be something similar to it. I'm hoping. Um, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be quite excited to look through that and see what they have. I know centaurs and um, satyrs are going to be um, two of the classes, which I know they've had or them races. in the past. Yeah, races, not classes. Um, I believe there's going to be a more cleric type Ooh. classes, if I remember reading that correctly. Um, which would be really cool, especially since you have the gods. You have Heliod, which is the god of the sun. sun you have yeah. Thassa, the goddess of the sea. Right. Um, you have Erebos, which is my favorite, the oh, god cool. of death. Right. Um, Nylia, the god of... I don't remember what she's the god of. She's the green god. Green I don't god. ever play green, so That's I don't my, know anything. My, uh, jam. I'm, I'm the green player here. Yeah, um... My, I actually ironically use um, Erebos and Athreos in multiple decks. Nice. Um, so I'm super excited to get a hold of this book and kind of explore more of the realm of Theros. Are you saying that we're going to get some kind of Greek mythology campaign eventually? 
no, 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 there's not going to be an eventually. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. That's fine. It's um, fine. I'm all right with this. Though, to be perfectly honest. Is it going to be like a Percy Jackson? Because I want that. Well, that was really one of the things that uh, one of the guys <laughs> I, I really follow on movies. YouTube. One of the guys I follow on YouTube <laughs> was like, if you really want to do more of that Percy Jackson, and I'm kind of like, oh, tell me more. more. I'm like, I'm um, like Hogwarts for Greek mythology? What? Yes. So <laughs> there's a lot that you can do with it. And... I mean, the gods are really cool, and since magic does have a very rich mythology, mm-hmm. uh, I do think this would be a lot I think that they're do- go- more they're, fun. They're moving in the right direction. I think they're moving in the right direction, but I would not have done Theros first. Mm-hmm. I mean, because we had Ravnica, which I know Ravnica was moderately well-received. That's mm-hmm. far um, now, yeah. I, I can see Ravnica is such a weird plane, because you have all of these different factions that are competing for power, but they have to be balanced. Um, and it's very political. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I can see where not everyone would like Ravnica. Yeah, I can understand that. But I would have done Dominaria before Theros. Mm, yeah. Because of the vast history right. of Dominaria. And then you could bring in like Sarah's realm and um, the Phyrexians and all those different yeah, see, uh, that, That's the one saying I am not up on as much magic, uh, the gathering mythos, mm-hmm. as I am like your regular D&D stuff. Yeah. That, that's the thing that I'm, I'm like, I know that they're so connected with being under the same company mm-hmm. and it's just like, I don't know <laughs> half as much as I should about Magic the Gathering's backstory. Well, with, and a lot of people don't realize that there were books that came out right. yeah, absolutely. with uh, Magic the Gathering and that's why I think I would have done, and I actually have my own list of what um, rankings I would bring them out in. Mm-hmm. Um, because Theros would be one that I would want to do because of the mythology based. And, um, obviously since we have Greek mythology in our world and it's heavily based off that, that'd be fun for that Xena type Xena, oh, yeah. Hercules, Hercules type um, adventure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's already got like, you know, like Amazonian and mm-hmm. you know, Goliath. And, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. But I mean, I think I would have done Dominaria first because of the the rich history that they mm-hmm. have and yeah. the different um, parts of Dominaria. But you also have, and as I said, with Dominaria, you could have the realm of Sarah right. and um, the Phyrexian, which is a different plane of existence. Mm-hmm. I know that, but but we already have like, the, so many things that have like invasions, planes. yeah, yeah, exactly. And that kind of plays into one of the things that a lot of people want is the planescape, oh, the, um, we, which which was mentioned at uh, the the CR's uh, yeah uh, panel, and. One thing that I like about them doing the Magic the Gathering sets is you can bring a Planeswalker type in and you can hop between worlds. Wouldn't that be an amazing class? Well, I mean, we personally did a Magic the Gathering Planeswalker type campaign, which which was was fun. Which was very fun. But, like, imagine having that as a canon, like, bringing, being able to use that class Mm -hmm. in... And in all of the other like well but also think of what you could do if you had 
let's say, for example, um, I obviously like magic. If I'm a necromancer and if I go mm-hmm. to, let's say, Lorwyn, uh-huh. let's say you are doing a campaign on Lorwyn, but I have a campaign or I have a character who was from a different plane of existence that used necromancy and I go to Lorwyn and I can't access my power. powers. Um, yeah. or they're severely limited or exactly. it changes um slightly makeup yeah that would be kind of a fun role-playing exercise as well as um an interesting mechanic to use yeah because i'm just like well oh you you think you're so powerful you, mm-hmm. you're in a whole different plan of existence now buddy mm-hmm. like uh that don't work here yeah i think that would be fun yeah um i would actually before theros i would have definitely done innistrad innistrad because you would definitely i would have done dominaria than probably innistrad yeah because innistrad has more of that gothic horror setting that Mm -hmm. everybody loves about ravenloft yeah ravenloft so i would have definitely given people that yeah and i think it's coming it's they're all i mean here's the thing i think they're fairly smart i mean i think they have some really good people over there chris perkins and like is really is a, is, uh, let's give them a little bit of a shout out they would have been a lot this long. this is this is the dungeons and dragons side so i have a little bit more faith than i do the actual magic i was gonna say they would wouldn't have been around as long as they have if they haven't made some good decisions so uh, I trust in Chris Perkins and this, the D&D side of things. And uh, hopefully they're going to be making enough good decisions. They're going to try to please as many people as they can. But, you know, the saying, you can't please everybody all the time. Well, and I'm not saying that they need to please everyone. And you know, one of the things, as I said, I understand these may not be the settings that people wanted. Yeah. Um, but they are definitely different. And one of the big things is everyone wanted to get away from the Forgotten Realms. Right. Which I do understand yeah. because, you know, as much as I love high fantasy, obviously I like this genre more. Right. Um, you know, you like the post-apocalyptic. Right. They did That's give us why... Eberron. Um, I love Eberron so much. I, I love Eberron so much. And I that book mm-hmm. is so good. Well, I, I still need to get myself a hard... I looked through it digitally. I, I need to get myself a hard copy of that book. And there's two different versions of it that is so that are so beautiful. Yeah, and I like that they do do the two different versions because um, I really want the more foiled version That's of the, one I want, the, more foiled um, version. the Mythic Odyssey of like, Theros. I know you have a lot of the hardcover, like physical copies, and I'm not much of a collecting, like the the play guides. Well, as I said, I'm a f- dragon, so I collect everything. There's a few that I want, I want Eberron. You know, I want to I want to get my hands on Matt's. You know, I don't. Spoilers, I don't even have my own copy of the Taldori campaign. Uh, God, shame. I know, shame on me. Shame. shame. But I think shame. I'm, I'm there, I think they're offering like a package, like get both of them. Yeah. I might, I might just pull the trigger, spend the. Spend and I'm the very weird, especially being unfortunately a millennial, <laughs> as much as it pains me to say. <laughs> yes, I know. I <laughs> actually don't like digital books i just i've always had a problem with it and there's something really like magical i'll put it that way about holding an actual book yeah i and... like collecting stuff as much as the next guy but man it's too much stuff 
and see I like stuff. I know, I understand. And I like and it's stuff. to each of their own. I, I like stuff too, but then it gets to the point where you're like, man, I've got too much stuff. Yeah, I do do purges every once in a while, once a year. Yeah, I'm just like, I've got too much stuff. And I was like, and the day, day of, you know, digital day where you, I don't need, I can have a digital, like, bookshelf. I don't need to collect. There are certain ones that I want to get, like Eberron, I want to get a physical copy of. I want to get the Teldori campaign. You know, I, mean, I, I want those in my collection as they mean the most to me, honestly. Yeah, but I mean, I just have I don't a need real a copy problem. of the, the Dungeon Master's Guide. I I just have a problem with digital yeah. books and digital things in in general. As much as I love streaming and casting things to the TV, yeah. I mean, if one of those servers goes down, you can't use it. Right. So I mean, I know that's a really weird way of me looking at it, and maybe that's me justifying well, having all the physical yeah, but copies. Also down, download it. You can also get. You can you, download it, and you, you can, can download it. Keep it on a drive. That way, mm-hmm. it, you don't even need a server. So you like you buy yourself a terabyte hard drive mm-hmm. that has all of your digital uh, books saved into it. So yeah, there there is. Unless like EMP oh, I have. Oh, don't get me wrong. I have EMP all goes of off mine. And wipes all technology off the face of the planet. Yeah wink um well and it's interesting that you say that um off on a tangent i actually met someone who was in cybersecurity, and he you know i was mentioning i don't know how he got on the topic but i said something about the power grids if someone would hit the power grids how devastating that would be well, to society happened once well but what he said is yeah that's a big possibility but pause but pause for dramatic effect <laughs> um he actually said that um if a cyber terrorist would actually take out the internet how absolutely devastating that would be yeah that would be terrible and i had never thought about that God, you'd have to go back to dial-up modems uh, oh everybody who knows about this just cringed just, I, they're just over there going no no, <laughs> no, no dark for, ages the dark ages of the internet um yeah it's Two yeah. minutes to download a picture. Oh, <laughs> is that a nipple? Yup. <laughs> I was just going to say, when you have to spend 10 minutes waiting for a 30-second porn clip to, to load. <laughs> I'm just like, wait a minute, I think that's a hand. Yup. <laughs> oh, now we're showing our age. It's um, 4 o'clock in the morning. Nobody's using the phone line. <laughs> or get off the internet. I have to use, use the, the phone. phone. Then your parents are like, fine, fuck it. We're getting two phone lines. We're tired of this shit. <laughs> Never had that one. Oh, I did. Yeah, but... um. I don't even know what we're talking about. Oh, yeah, uh, digital books versus um, hardcover. Yeah. I'm, you know, as I said, I like to collect things. Yeah. Um, so I like having them, and I just love the artwork. Yeah, me too. But I think... And I guess that's one thing that I like, especially about the Dungeons & Dragons books, oh, is they're the collectible artists, pieces of art. art. Yes, yeah. So... Large air quotes. Yeah. Art. Um but i mean i'm pretty excited about both campaign guides coming out and t- t- taking a look at them me being definitely more of a fervent uh critical role fan i'm more excited about matt's book coming out than anything yeah. else and you know as i said i was excited about it i uh, pre-ordered the book 
but I'm more excited about Theros. Um, I was excited about it. I pre-ordered the book. I am more excited about Theros just because that is a little bit more of um, my wheelhouse versus um, Wild Mount. Don't get me wrong. I still enjoy the storyline. I'm going to use it more for the things that it comes with. Classes, races, things like that, geomancy, stuff like that. And like with your your one Tuesday campaign, I mean, it's based in Exandria. Yeah, it's based in Teldore. Yeah. So. So... you know for you that's going to be super super useful and also you know fans of the show will be will find this really useful because they'll be able to really get into that world absolutely i mean so i'm excited for it can't wait for them to come out uh and to take a look at them though i'm still holding my breath for planescape yeah and other things and other things yeah so, what do you guys think? Do you like the two campaign settings that are coming out? Would you like something different? Is there a different campaign setting that we didn't mention that you'd be excited about? Um, go ahead and leave comments. And, and for, uh, for me, uh, Scully, that'll be it for this week. And until next week. Oh, uh, until <laughs> next week, uh, our next guest will be The Mummy, where we talk to him about his mother issues. Are you my mummy? Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to keep the conversation going, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Oh Midnight Roll. Also, feel free to like, rate, and review us wherever podcasts are located. Until next time, good morning and momentum mori. <laughs>